Hey, we want to thank you for listening to the Forever Free Podcast. My name is Adam Kirsch from Athens, Georgia. I want to remind you that you have been set free to set others free. Galatians 5.1 reminds us that because we have been set free, it is for freedom that we have been set free. So therefore, do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. I want us to choose together today and agree that we are free and that we will not agree with slavery any longer. Hope you guys have a blessed day. We hope you enjoy today's conversation between Paul Smith, Adam Kirsch, and myself, Josh Stewart, regarding the origin of our spiritual family and what journeying with the Holy Spirit and having a big vision looks like together. What Steve Smith and I were talking about this morning, which Steve is a... Um, just a local spiritual mentor and father to many people uh, here in Athens, Georgia. Um, we met this morning before we got here, yeah. and we talked about process and promise and how they're connected. And one of the beautiful pictures that we that we gave words to that is that process is like the setting, and then the promise is the diamond mm. upon which the setting holds the value. It holds the shape. Mm-hmm. So actually. The, the way that we now look at process through um, the lens of kingdom is we see, okay, it's not just wilderness and barren. It's, it's actually something that holds, That's it. it holds value. Yes. It holds a, and it has to be a certain shape, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what's so awakening to so many people is this hunger to one, be a part, to be a part of a family. Yes. But in getting to that place where we'll call the diamond the pro- the the promised land there's a forming of the setting and that's the story that's the thing that along the way that we're going through as we speak right now where the the metal has to be malleable it has mm-hmm. to be able to be formed mm-hmm. that setting has an origin story it has a place that it starts and we know that the power of that testimony is the spirit of prophecy so it actually brings actually brings forth a new reality to people's lives when we share stories about the origin, the creation, how things are formed, where they started. And that process isn't through the eyes of kingdom now. It's not barren. It's actually the place that's developing the setting where the diamonds form. Wow. So let's let's go back to the beginning of the setting with Forever Free and how it began how the setting started and let's take that metaphor and let's just run however it comes to the heart. Let's mm-hmm. talk about just the story, the, the origin of the setting for the diamond. Wow. That was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think it's important for even pieces of backstory. Um, we may expound on this later, but even I expected to go into the corporate world. I got a business degree here at the University of Georgia, expected to work for Chick-fil-A my whole life. I mean, I loved it. What, what better company is there? And um, I remember June of 2010, the Lord met, met with me that week and told me that you could pursue a career in Chick-fil-A and it'd be very good. Mm. Or you could pursue a life in ministry that I've designed you for yeah. that looks a whole lot like a question mark. Nothing is sure. Yeah. Um, nothing is clear, but that's going to be a God thing in your life. And um, so I, that week, I remember in June of 2010, I was posed with a decision. Do I want to go with what's comfortable and known, or do I want to go with this mysterious word that God's giving me? 
And just to retract for just a second, I feel like June is maybe an important month of transition for a lot of people. I just talked hmm. to two different families last night hmm. who um, began a new season of their life in the month of June. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's worth saying. Um, yeah. There there might so be cool. something on that, that mm-hmm. month of the year. But um, <clears throat> years and years later, it was actually five years after that, um, best friend here, Adam and I were doing ministry at Gwinnett Church in Gwinnett mm-hmm. County. And man, we were so excited to, to be serving the church, the student ministry, and it was good. Um, but we realized that there was a great need for students um, to know Jesus in that county. 100,000 middle yeah. and high school yeah. students, less than 10% knew Jesus. Wow. We said, we're not okay yeah. with that. And uh, we didn't know the right way to go about anything. Like yeah. when you see a problem that size, how do you begin solving it? Global warming, you know, how yeah. do you solve it? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so we, we just said, let's just start throwing events and we don't even know what it's going to look like. And so we, we established this company and uh, became a ministry where we were just throwing these events. The first yeah. one of which was in October of 2016. Yeah. Um, we got about 12 churches from the community together in one place, about a thousand students. Um, and several hundred were lit like on fire in a new way and a new freedom, 50 of whom uh, proclaimed, you know, the start of a relationship with Jesus that wow. night. Wow. That's in, I mean, yeah, and just hun- hun- hundreds more yeah. prayed over and uh, healed. spiritually healed. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. We can't move. I usually move past that moment in this story. There's something like really, really significant because I remember like standing side stage, just watching like a pile of students come down to the front and I was just weeping the whole time because I knew God wanted to do something through the obedience of a few. Yeah. um, And he was changing the lives of thousands. Um, And so uh, that was, that was kind of the, the beginnings. We were an events ministry. Um, was there something about events that seemed like it was fitting? Like, was it, was that what, what had the peace on that moment was let's start an event? Like why that specifically? Yeah. I mean, you never know the first step to take in solving a a massive (laughs) problem. And so we, we just went with what we knew best. Very true. Yeah. We've existed in an events culture Mm -hmm. per se, being around Atlanta, having some of the largest Christian events I mean, I can name a few Catalyst. Yeah. Huge passion. passion yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Conference. Yeah. Orange. Yeah. So events culture, even our the church that we've been involved with for years, North Point Ministries, having events that were really important and influential to people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's what we knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't stay that way for long. Mm-hmm. So it very quickly yeah. morphed. Um, but we needed to take a first step, which yeah. is something that we talk about a lot together yeah. is mm-hmm. that even planning for an event is not a leap of faith. We'll talk a lot about this, but mm-hmm. it was <laughs> a lot of steps of obedience that went into that. Yeah. And yeah. so we needed to step in obedience towards that event, but also had a step to take even the day after it was over. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I remember even going into that just feeling God say, get on the phone with the people who you know are the most servant-hearted, the most selfless, the most humble, just down for ministry. And I remember those 10 phone calls and Mm. just going into the unknown with people and saying, hey, I have no idea what this night's going to look like. I don't know 
really a single thing about it. I, I do know this. You're not getting paid for this, you know. <laughs> and this is you calling and close neither friends. Am I. Yeah. This is you calling yeah. close friends, yeah. like people who that you trusted and yeah. you built relationship with. And you're yeah. like, man, it just feels like this first step. And here's people that I'd want to do that first step with. Absolutely. Really yeah. that simple. People that I'd been doing ministry, Adam and I had been doing ministry with for the past few years. Mm-hmm. A lot of like really young and passionate people too. And honestly, like, if yeah. any of those people are listening right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to say thank you, one, for following Jesus. Yes. yes. Two, ever believing mm-hmm. that Jesus had lit a bright enough fire in us wow. that you wow. might follow us into really unknown places and spaces. And a lot of you still are. And so we just take a second to honor you. If you're listening, thank you. You know exactly who you are. Thank you. And so that was, that was really the, the underground growth of what we now call the forever free family. It started with that number of people who were just passionate about seeing people set free. And, and that first event really put a flag in the ground and, and marked new territory where we said, you know what? We're not sure what the future is going to look like, but we are dead set on the mission that we've been set free to set mm-hmm. others free. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where and, it began. And you know, like what a cool, just, I think such a relatable beginning place for so many people where the question becomes like, you know, God, I have these visions. I have these dreams. I have these passions. Maybe someone's that, that that's younger and they're like, I don't know what that next step is. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about this story and what I love about the origin of the Forever Free Fam is it was we just took a step with what we had. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really wasn't an agenda or a plan. It was just like, hey, you know what? Let's just try events. Mm-hmm. Let's just try that. Let's take a step towards something. We don't even know what it is yet. Yeah. And I think already before you even take a first step, <laughs> I think in creating something, there's already like this fear that can immediately, it can immediately cripple something before it's even born. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think what, what one of the most beautiful things about this is, is it's just realizing, hey, like, here's what we have. We have a dream about bringing transformation in his kingdom to this world in Gwinnett County, where we are both geographically. Let's just start with what we have. Okay. We don't have much, but let's just put on an event. And we didn't make phone calls to anybody because of what they did. That's right. You made phone calls because it was who they were. Yeah. And it was people that you trusted. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I, I, I feel that and I hear that and it's not, it's not formulaic. It's not agenda filled. And in fact, it's very much Holy spirit led. Wow. I mean, would you agree? I mean, it, it feels, Completely. it yes. feels like it, it, it didn't take three years of studying. It just took obedience. It yes. just took what you had and did doing something with it. Yes. Right? And you mentioned fear yeah. crippling things before they even get started. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of our core values is choosing freedom over fear. Mm. And if you're going to name something freedom mm-hmm. or free, <laughs> then fear can't be the thing that stops you from taking steps. Mm-hmm. But something that we all need to be aware of and that I don't even think that we could have named what it was at the time is that freedom mm. and fear are always in the same direction. Faith right. and fear are unidirectional because fear is placed in our lives from an enemy mm-hmm. to hopefully get us to turn around when we haven't even begun. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
He wants us to turn around to the easy place wow. in the fearless yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. So that we never see what's on the other side of faith. Mm-hmm. And for us, and especially for you, Paul mm-hmm. and Lauren, um, and at the time, Graceland, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not yet a Roman. That's um, right. <laughs> it was so much work, which is why we talk about little steps of obedience. Yeah. You didn't do it alone, but you did a lot of it mm-hmm. alone. But you kept choosing freedom every step of the way. Not striving for freedom, right. but going toward something from a place of freedom. You knew that freedom was behind you, and you knew that freedom was in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so fear wasn't going to be the thing to stop us from moving. Mm-hmm. That, that's not a good enough tactic yeah well, it's yeah. got to be something well, else yeah it's got to be death and in death we get jesus yeah well, so if that's the worst thing that can happen and that's we're not even talking we're talking about a free country that mm-hmm. we're doing this in <laughs> right yeah you yeah. know like if that's the worst thing yeah. that happened what is stopping us from moving forward and taking ground for people waking up wow. to the freedom of jesus yeah i mean practically what were what were some of those things early in the creation and the formation of the forever free family? Mm -hmm. Can you give some practical examples of things that felt like fear, but you knew was the direction of faith being misunderstood? Yeah. Huge. Um, offending Mm -hmm. people, especially when people are the most important thing to God. Wow. So in any part of the process, sensing that we were going to hurt someone mm-hmm. or offend someone, mm-hmm. it quickly could have stopped us. And if, honestly, and we'll redeem what I'm about to say, but um, we had to move based on what the Holy Spirit was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah more than the self-written narrative that we were going to offend people along the way. That's exactly right. So it looked a lot like fear, especially for me and for all you Enneagram people out there. Nine. (laughs) At one point thought, probably at one point in my life, a nine wing nine. It's like if you would have dropped me out of the plane, I would have been a pencil falling into the ground. Um, And even at that point in my life, really like probably a nine wing nine yeah yeah and uh god's done a lot of me since october 2016 amen we'll get there but yeah so i think for me fear of being misunderstood by people oh absolutely yeah and adam was such an advocate even in that season because while Adam's nine, I'm an eight, mm-hmm. and I just blaze a trail and leave leave a, a beautiful, you know, <laughs> rubble in my wake. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Um, Great combo. Yeah. Adam probably had to have more conversations in those days with people um, who were misunderstanding my actions to really just be an advocate for me, which I want to honor you and thank you, man, for considering it worth your time. But that's why we get to walk in the space that we get to walk today. Um, being advocates for one another when you knew that I was listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is why you were so confident in the steps, even if they didn't make sense to anyone else. And um, 
I was, yeah, I was really tempted in those days to, to, to have an unhealthy uh, amount of caring what other people thought, because there is a healthy degree of it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's called our name and our reputation, mm, which yeah. Proverbs speaks very highly of, yeah. of our name, that it's of great worth and value. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we allow that to cripple us into our actions and m- paralyzing a call that God's placed on our life, right, then right. that's when you know that right. it's been placed in the wrong position of power and influence in your life. So right, right. Um, I was tempted to care a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam and I, I remember after the fact having conversations about becoming unoffendable, which is another topic, man, we could just spend hours on. Mm-hmm. And but, just quickly, it's worth saying that we have done the research, and the only two people in history that don't get offended is Jesus and dead people. That's right. <laughs> because a, a, a recent friend of mine here in Athens, Georgia, just... Uh, reminded me that we're called to die to ourselves and mm-hmm. take up our cross and follow God daily. And, mm-hmm. and he said, so being offendable is not even an option. He said, it's impossible wow. to offend a corpse. Wow. Yeah. And it made me wake up. Wow. Um, because when I'm, when I'm tempted to be offended or feel shame or fear or anything, I, you know, I've got to ask, is that a part of the dead me or the alive me? Right. That's right. Um, yeah. And, Offendability is definitely the, the part of us that was crucified with Christ. It's not alive anymore. Yeah, those were some very real things in the early days, and I think a real, like mm-hmm. a tangible piece of fear was when you create events um, that are larger than life. These big parties, um, you know, big churches t- tend to know this, but they cost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I remember we stared down the barrel of you know almost fifteen thousand dollars for our first event. Wow. And, Wow. The week of, we hadn't even raised half of that, you know, because we didn't know how to raise money. We didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. And I remember um, coming to Lauren and saying, hey, babe, we we are less than half funded, <laughs> you know? And, well, yeah. and I was just like... And I, just to speak to how yeah. good of people we had around, oh my let's God. just say this. Oh Someone's God. listening going, $15,000 for right. how many people did you serve? A thousand? That's nothing. Well, That's that right. speaks to how good of people we had. That's exactly mm-hmm. Because right. we had so many people come to bat yep. that wouldn't even take things from us That's right. when we wow. tried to offer. So we had a budget a little bit bigger. That's right. That people kept on refusing things from us because mm-hmm. they're incredible. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to speak to that too. Like that's how it's many amazing. people came to the plate yeah. to say, I just believe in what God is doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even in us. Cause if anybody believes in us, what they're really saying is I believe in the spirit inside of you. Yeah. And yeah. I believe exactly that right. you're living life listening to the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I pray there's been too much of my life not spent that way, but I hope by the end, that's what people say about all of us and everyone listening yeah, is that we've yeah. lived life leaning in and living by the voice of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, this is a, a really a move to honor my wife because I was mm. ready to shut it down Really, that week. I was ready to say, Hey, we need to pull the, pull the plug because we we're not going to be able to afford Gosh, this. I this, almost and this. Forgot about that. So the week leading up to the first event, right. I was just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I was too overwhelmed by the fact that we'd raised less than half. And I just came to Lauren and said, babe, I, we might just need to like can this thing. I, I don't know what to do. And she said, Hey, do you, do you believe that God's called us to do this? 
<laughs> and I said, well, yeah, of course I do, but I just don't know how. And she stopped me and she said, well, then we're going to open up our bank accounts and we're going to pay for it. Wow. And I like, I remember that moment going like, what? Like, yeah. we don't, we don't even have that to, you know, like, you know, as a young married couple, it's like, that's her life savings got like what? Yeah. And then this, we have a five month old. Yeah. And, yeah. Jeez. and here's. John Ortberg says it like this, if you want to walk on water, you've got to first get out of the boat. Mm-hmm. And this was that action of getting out of the boat for us where we said, all right, we're going to front this. And the walk on water moments that ensued were getting to see hundreds of lives transformed that night. And in the month following the event, every dime was replaced okay. by people who we never even asked to help fund the event. Wow. Miraculously. Wow. Yeah. And I'm talking every single dime and yeah. more. And so wow. the Lord, like he, he did all of that. And one of the things I want to speak quickly about Laura and my wife is that every faith-filled endeavor our family has ever embarked on has been first because she instilled the faith in our family to step. Wow, yeah. Um, more recently, moving to Athens, buying 30 mm-hmm. acres of land, selling our house, moving to a new city, kids in school at a new place. And you'll hear about this on a later episode, I'm sure, but um, even like $15,000 seems like pocket change compared to some of the things she's trying to lead us into nowadays yeah. to where we know that God's done it in the past and what's to cause us to believe that he's not about to do it again mm-hmm. in a more massive and miraculous way in the future. Yeah. 10, 20, 30 times the the gravity of that. Yeah. So, And to some people listening, like $15,000 seems like more money oh than God. they've ever seen in their life. Absolutely. Because yeah. it was to us too at that point. Yeah. Absolutely. And so what I want to encourage people in, because this is something that God and my brothers and sisters are encouraging mm-hmm. me through yeah. at this point in my life, 30 years old, is that a fear of money Mm. is also a place where God wants you to choose freedom. Mm. It is not excluded from the conversation. It's good, man. That we don't have to live with a poverty mindset in the sense that when we are walking step in step with God, he is actually going to ask us to, or ask us to trust him with, larger amounts of money than we've ever felt comfortable. But he's not just doing that with money. He's doing that with everything. Mm -hmm. That's right. What does he mean when the apostle Paul says that we've now been named co-heirs with Christ? He's talking about an inheritance. That's right. Mm -hmm. Now in our world, that's talking about money. Yeah. In God's kingdom, it's not excluding the conversation of money. Yeah. But is also adding all of these other things. All of yes, them. correct. I mean, yeah. so many things in the spiritual realm that the kingdom is is talking about when it comes to inheritance. So we yeah. have to understand that we don't just receive an inheritance from Christ. We re- receive an inheritance like yeah, Christ. Like yeah. Wow. Which takes responsibility, but what it takes more than anything is understanding who we are and knowing that we're walking in victory, even when it comes to things that have a big price tag on them. Absolutely. But when you walk with the spirit, you don't indulge the flesh. That's right. And so for some of us who have fear of money, you're afraid because when you have money, you indulge the flesh. Mm. But what if we began to indulge the spirit with our money? That's good. And he's going to ask it to go places that are not now a uh, purchase exchange solely. 
yeah. things that lose value. They're actually mm. investments where we invest something and there will be a return on our investment yeah. when we walk with the spirit. Yeah. And indulging the flesh is like buying a brand new car off the lot mm-hmm. and it loses value as soon as it, it, you drive it off. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the way the spirit works. Wow. And so he's asking me and yeah. us still yeah. Yeah. to walk in the confidence that we're co-heirs. We've actually inherited everything we're asking for. Yeah. He's just letting us walk into it together. Correct. He loves yeah. doing that. Yeah. Cause having something in your account as an inheritance is not the same as having it in your possession. Yes. Wow. So we talk a lot about yeah. this where yes. there are, we've been given everything. We've been get, given everything to uh, an amazing degree. And the reason that we've been given everything is because of the size of the assignment on our lives. Jesus knows that we need everything to fulfill the assignment on our lives. That's right. And and something that was said earlier that I think would be a good dot to connect is um, the people that really helped believe in resource because we're we're kind of on that subject of money a little bit. But we of course know just to set this stage that the Lord is the provision, not the paycheck. That's right. We know that. Um, <clears throat> but we also know that um, resource is important. Yes. It's it's, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. So in those times, let's maybe connect the dots and just looking back at the history of, of our, our, our history with God, really, and forever free, but even personally, um, let's connect those dots about the people who helped resource this $15,000 Yes, in that first event, how we, we talked about fear and faith, but let's talk about that early time where here's these people that are yeah. believing in this thing seemingly almost in ways and even more so than even Adam, you and, and Paul were believing this yeah. at the time. Yeah. So let's look back. What does that history with God look like? How, how are those things connected? And was there language in that time that you guys used to help communicate to people this vision? Mm. Cause I think that's, that's a lot of what we're processing through, right? The Lord puts something on our hearts and now figuring out like what is that next step for some people it can be just learning how to communicate that thing having the fear of just talking about it letting it out so what are some of those early things that mm. that you felt looking back now looking back now and saying okay this is how we communicated this to that person or here's what the lord did and connected us to this person and it was just an amazing yeah yeah absolutely i think what Adam was even getting at, the fear of having money, the fear of not having money. Fear surrounds money on all sides. And mm-hmm. um, whether you have it and you're going to do something to indulge the flesh with it, or whether you don't have it and you're afraid that you won't have the provision you need, um, what we're learning nowadays is that m- money is a valuable currency, but it's quite possibly the least valuable currency of the kingdom. <laughs> That's right. Um, and that money, somebody needs to hear this, if you have a fear of having money, money is actually neutral. It just takes on um, the role of of its handler or That's its right. its master. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and so to have a fear of having something when you know that you are walking with the spirit of God, um, that fear just it needs to go away. Wow. And so more importantly than the money that the people who walked alongside this ministry. More important than their pocketbooks were their prayers and their belief. And I wow. now Very I know, still, wow. yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's still, um, I I believe that more than I ever have. You know, 
over my entire life have been approached by ministries, missions, all these things. Hey, would you like to be a part of our team? And um, would you like to give this amount or would you like to pray? And I always <laughs> felt like checking that second bo- box yeah. was a cop out. And, you right, know, like, right, right. my prayers, you know, like, right, what's yeah. that going to do? But <laughs> I would I would honestly rather somebody prayerfully consider in what way should we walk alongside this ministry? Mm. And sometimes for some people, I would absolutely covet their prayers more than any part mm. of their pocketbooks. Right. Um, because what God does through the avenue of, of prayer life, for example, there's a, a couple in Gwinnett uh, County, they've been married 50 years, Buzz and Kathy Noffel, yeah. who... Um, it's amazing. Who, people. man, amazing they have people. walked alongside this ministry since the beginning and text daily, weekly, monthly. Hey, we're praying specifically over you guys for this. We're praying protection from the enemy over this. We're praying specifically into um, these three things about the future of Forever Free. And I guarantee you that we stand on the shoulders of their prayer life in more ways than we could imagine. Yes. Wow, wow. Yeah. Um, and when when they speak things not just into the atmosphere but when they intercede and commune with god on our behalf god hears yeah and god he does he relents and he he comes through on our behalf and so uh that's that's just the way that i've began to process looking back from 2016 till now i'm massively thankful for every dollar but man, I'm even more thankful for every ounce of belief, every mm-hmm. thought, every prayer toward the mission mm-hmm. of what we're running after. Um, yeah. And God's done that miraculously at every yeah. turn. It would take 10 hours to even mm. crack the surface yeah. of all the people who have come alongside with so much belief and people who even support this ministry on a monthly basis nowadays. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just absolutely rad. We're so honored. And that yeah. was a lot of the language in the beginning. Yeah. And we were not blowing smoke mainly because we've had people who have been over us and that we've sat under an authority yeah. who have shown us the importance of prayer mm-hmm. um, and intercession over. I mean, think about the disciples. Did they ever say, Jesus, teach us how to give? They said, wow. no, teach us how to pray. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the only time mm-hmm. money is mentioned is very quick when Peter is like, what about temple tax? Mm-hmm. And Jesus just pops two fish out of the water and pulls coins out of them. <laughs> like, here's yours, here's mine. Good to Caesar, what Caesar's. He's like moving on like money. You have to have it. Matters. But it's at the bottom of what someone recently said. And honestly, someone very important to this family as well, Jason Tynan. He said, "Amazing, Adam, you maybe hold financial bank accounts more important than wisdom bank accounts, relational bank accounts, wow. time bank accounts, mm-hmm. wow. and most importantly, spiritual bank wow. accounts. What a good word. It's a great word. Yeah. And so when he said that, I, be- I believed <clears throat> in my mind for the first time that I had something real to look at, to prioritize where any conversation about money was actually going to go mm-hmm. out of these five versions and categories of wealth mm-hmm. finances was on the bottom mm-hmm. he then began to tell me just to say he said if you get these first four in order the fifth is not going to be something you're going to have to think about yeah yeah isn't that amazing it's, it is yeah it's so amazing it's really and powerful. i mean i think that so much focus comes into finances because we read the scriptures wrong a lot and um people tend to think that money is the root of all evil it's not, the, love. It's the love 
the love of money, the love and the adoration of having it or the fear of not having it. Well, with everything that we love the most, the most fear surrounds. That's exactly right. Think about a parent and their children. Absolutely. The most fear that enters my wife and I's mind is when it comes to each other and to our kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is also the place that God wants you to experience the most freedom. Mm -hmm. The the relationships that he has literally designed for you to experience his nature in such a way. So I just want to say to all the categories Mm -hmm. of wealth in order, spiritual, relational, wisdom, or intellect, and time, and Mm -hmm. then financial, I want to say that he has designed them Mm -hmm. for us to experience his nature. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the ones that are the highest amount of fear in your life are the ones that you may love the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's categorize them efficiently and in a wise way. Yeah. Yeah. And then we will see, and just saying in the, in the conversations to come, there's going to be conversations very close to this moment in time that are going to be had, but guess what? I've been learning recently that when fear is in front of you, the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I remember (laughs) that is perfect love something that is on the outside of me or something that's on the inside of me. It's something that lives on the inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's the truth, then for that perfect love inside of me to cast out fear on the outside of me, I have to walk where the fear is. Now we're back on this. Wow. (laughs) Perfect love has to walk up to fear for fear to flee from the presence of love. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so for those of who are in Christ, and I believe that we will have people listen to this who don't necessarily know how they feel about Jesus. Yeah. Um, But I promise that every single person listening to this is someone looking for freedom from something or for something. Yeah. We're all united there. You're designed for freedom. Yeah. But what we get with Christ is his spirit, which is perfect love, which is the very thing that casts out the fear that is in front of us. But we have to step toward it for it to go away. It will not go away until you're nose to nose with it. Wow. And then you'll see that it was just an illusion wow. and that the enemy really is just a liar. Yeah, that's right. Fear is just a liar. And we have a way we say it in the family that fear is just faith in the wrong kingdom. Absolutely. That's all it is. It's faith in the wrong kingdom. I think it'd be great if just you two, Adam and Paul, if you just prayed right now, whatever the Mm -hmm. the Spirit's putting on your heart for anyone who's listening and for us right now. Um, Adam, if you'd start and then Paul just close us down. I would love to. Father, thank you for family. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Events are fun. They're more fun with family. And family is fun, but it's more fun when we're unified by your spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I pray um, for the family listening to this mm-hmm. that there would be a root of redefined freedom in their life as they begin listening, not just to this episode of this podcast, but the episodes to come 
are revelations that you have given mm-hmm. us about what you are like and what that means for our lives on the side of heaven. Yes. Mm. And so I pray for the one who desires freedom, mm-hmm. yes, who yes, doesn't Lord. yet believe that they have it. Yes, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that can be geared towards certain things. Maybe for someone it's addiction. Mm-hmm. Maybe for someone it is insecurity. Maybe for someone it is loneliness or even just a general darkness over their heart, over their lives. Maybe it's anxiety, depression, we have to speak to these things, or maybe it's self-harm. Anything that feels like a cycle, freedom from a cyclical behavior. I pray for the revelation that everyone in a cycle would know that because of the cross and the resurrection, the resurrection was the exit of every cycle that could ever hold us down. Yes. And when we agree with the freedom bought for us through Jesus, what we are agreeing with is that we are no longer a slave to sin. We are no longer slaves to cycle that we can be the first people in our family to not agree with the generational sin spoken over us and given to us. That when we wake up tomorrow morning, and maybe we wake up to the truth right now, that we are not in chains because of Jesus. We are free right now in Christ. Yes. And I thank you, Jesus, that because we are in you, that so is our circumstance, so is everything that we've done and everything that can happen to us. But I just pray that we would have the courage to continue stepping toward fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? Because if we are in Christ, you're beating us into that space anyway. (laughs) You're walking the ground, checking everything out, and can't wait to show us the redemption that you've cooked up. You're a great author of redemption and freedom. Yes, Lord. Yeah, you're you're already in the spaces that we're the most afraid of. Wow. Yes. yes. You're already yes. there. Yeah. And God, thank you that you see the perfected version of each of us and that you agree with the completed version of who we are. Um, you see us as we are, love us as we are, but you align and agree with the perfected version of who we are. I love that about you, God. Mm, You sit outside of time, a mind-blowing idea for all of us, but you do in your faithful past, present, and future. Yes, God. You're faithful to redeem things in our past that we didn't even know needed redemption. (laughs) You've done it for me. You've done it for my family, my friends. And God, I pray that when I'm tempted to believe that you have limits. I pray that you would change my mind, allow me to repent, and let those limits fall off like the chains that once were on my shoulders. And if anybody, God, listening to this prayer feels like that their life is surrounded by limits, would you show them that you are the limitless God? Yes. 
Yes. The God who is capable of doing all things, even greater than anything we could ask or imagine or dream up in our own mind. God, you are that God. Yes, you are. And you lead us faithfully. You've never left us, and you don't plan to start now. And that us is collective to anyone who hears this prayer. God, I pray that this would reach the ears of millions of people. I'm just unashamed in asking that because I believe that this is just that good of news. Yes. That we have been set free. It's for freedom that we've been set free, and we don't have to submit to the yoke of slavery that we once wore. We don't have to. We're free not to. God, would you fill us with faith? Fill us with a fire of freedom that we would believe you, um, that the best is ahead. And thank you for the story that you're writing in all of our lives. Give us eyes to see, Jesus. Give us ears to hear, and give us hands to receive all that you have for us. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, hey, my name is Josh Bain from Athens, Georgia. Thank you so much for listening today. Just want to remind you, you have been set free to set other people free. Uh, and these aren't just our words. I didn't just make this up, right? Jesus said, if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. So I don't know if you're walking around feeling free or dealing today or not, but you are free. You are free indeed. And now you get to go give that away today. Maybe it's the person in the coffee shop. Maybe it's your professor, whoever, but uh, give it away today. 